Hi friends, welcome to the Dreaming in the Hollow podcast. I'm your host, Diana Hansen. Today is a very intense day on around the globe. It is November 4th and we are still in the midst of the 2020 election results, which are still very slowly streaming in and the tension is felt everywhere. So I was very pleased and honored to connect with Carla Sanders today, who is also known as the Cosmic Crone, to offer you some wisdom and insight from someone who I adore and trust and love and absorb much of her uh, crone wisdom. Um, Carla and I met in the midst of a few of my business and mindset courses Uh, with Rebecca T. Dixon and boy do I feel blessed to know Carla and to have her weaved into my life and into my um, knowing and learning and understanding about what it means to be feminine and move through the many life transitions uh, we go through as feminine beings Um, because it's very intense as many of you know. (laughs) So Looking at her website a little bit, I'm just going to read a little bit about Carla, and she talks more in depth about this during the episode. Um, Carla is an orgasmic guide and visionary mentor to women on their path to reclaim their divine feminine powers of sex, wealth, and voice. Her mission is to elevate and empower the wise woman who is any one of these things absolutely done with feeling shame about her sexuality and her female body or just over feeling inadequate or in self-denial about money and wealth and or eager to find her unique voice to speak her truth to transform her life and change the world and this sort of um, is shape-shifting as Carla um, moves through connecting even deeper into the power of what she offers to all of us and bringing in um, goddesses and uh, astrology and um, lots of light and healing and witchery and tools that um, can really teach us how to support each other more um, through the transition of menopause and uh, energetically um, to work with ourselves and each other, hold space for each other. She really is an incredible teacher and a wise woman herself. So today uh, in this episode, we start talking about um, all of these topics on menopause and this transition, what comes up for people, how it's hard for women to even talk about this and why, um, and all of the amazing guidance Carla offers. So um, in the midst of such a uh, tense day for so many, and there's so much going on with all of us, even besides this election transition. um, And so I wanted to um, bring this to you as soon as possible and offer Carla's amazing voice and nourishment and guidance to all of you, uh, especially the feminine folks out there uh, tuning in and connect you to her 
and I think I mentioned this too in the podcast at least once, that her Facebook Lives on her um, Facebook group, which the link will be posted in the show notes, is one of my favorite things to tune into these days, and I listen to her, her astrology, uh, goddess, uh, moon readings, um, quite regularly, especially when I'm working, it's inspiring uh, to listen to her, and she's just always on point with what's happening uh, within the deep feminine. Um, so I'm very pleased and really excited to bring Carla to you, and I hope that you absorb and enjoy this incredible episode as much as I did. Welcome, Carla. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, I first just want to check in with you. Um, today is November 4th, correct? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> check in with you and see how you're doing over there. You're in Maine, is that right? Yes, yes, I'm in Maine. I am very fortunate to be in Maine. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me, by the way. Of course. So how are we here Well, I'm on 20 acres with woods and a beaver pond. We have good leadership regarding the virus in our state, I believe. I am living here with people I love. I've got it pretty good, (laughs) pretty darn good as things go. I am still processing what is emerging in our country from what all of the evidence. I do know this. I wrote it in my newsletter yesterday. We all serve something much greater and that the outcome of this election is not the answer, no matter what happens. The answer is still within us and in the work that we are doing, especially people like you and me Mm. and the audience here. Yes. Oh, thank you so much for that. That was really important to hear. Good. I'm glad to hear you are feeling okay. <laughs> yeah, I am. Good. So first, I just wanted to give uh, the listeners um, a bit of information about, you know, what you're doing and uh, what you're offering to your community and your followers. Um, for me, it's been a wonderful journey since I met you and listening in particular to your Uh, Facebook live videos where you have talks Mm. about the moon and the goddesses and some astrology and, and, um, you know, divine feminine and and women and menopause. It's just like beautiful combination of everything. So I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you offer to all of us. Thank you. Oh, stream of consciousness just to feel into um, my work. My work is with the cosmic womb, the universal womb. Uh, I work with women to heal and activate and amplify their sexuality. Uh, And I do that. I work with sexuality because I believe that is the seat of our power. That is the great resource. And it's also the one that has been used against us the most. And so we all, all, we all have work to do to heal our sense of self-worth, our sense of who we are, 
and our sense of what's possible through our sexuality and simply the um the truth that it is so much more than what we've been taught it's not just about making babies or making men happy or what happens in bed it is the through line the um it is the link women and our sexuality and our wombs is the link between the cosmos and the earth and so we are fertile in every way throughout our lives and so my as as i have become a crone over the past few years i'm 65 years old i work with women midlife and older to tap into what is happening now instead of being washed up and finished and ready to be put out to pasture we we are in the height of our power and the world needs us we our wombs are birthing something that is so much bigger and that the world really needs and so the women are beginning to come to me and it may look like my body's going crazy i've lost my sex drive i my partner and i aren't getting getting together anymore um it it can look physical and emotional and it can look like getting older and into the great mystery of menopause and when you sit there with a woman or a small circle of women they instantly open the door into this greater thing oh my god that's what's possible um and for some uh they do you know it is entirely possible to have the best sex of your life after menopause it's also possible that you don't want anyone to touch you you don't want to go back into that level of sexuality and so you're making love with the cosmos and bringing forth this deep wisdom that we are designed to bring to the world so that is the that is the big picture of why i'm here and what my mission is to work with women to heal themselves to tap into their power because the world needs us to show up powerful this day november 4th 2020 more than any other thank you so much carla that was incredibly powerful <laughs> to listen to and to watch you know um i can see your face so it's lovely to to really see the power in the statement you know and it's very true um what's needed right now is that you know deep feminine wisdom for sure mm -hmm. we've kind of lost sense of that along the way um so you're working with women to sort of coach them through this and bring them into their power mm -hmm. um you mentioned to me earlier the goddess Lilith that you had women mm -hmm. sort of reaching out to you about Lilith as a representative of the disowned feminine is that right yes um i Lilith was i work with the dark goddess because this, this is this can spiral down around a little bit but um i work with the dark goddess because 
that is the part of us that has been disowned. And when women are tapping into their power, a lot of the stuff that has been repressed and oppressed comes up. And Lilith is the one that tends to wake women up as an archetype. Women understand her when she shows up for them, whether it's through um, hearing me talk about Lilith in astrology or a dream or a vision or a book they pick up or another podcast they hear. When they hear about Lilith, she, she literally wakes them up. And that can be disorienting. It can be alarming. So Lilith, about eight years ago, Lilith was the first dark goddess who visited me. I was uh, in a place where I needed to tap into my power. I had literally given all my power away to a situation, a relationship. Um, and I was, there's, there's a story that has to do with art. I was challenged to put together an art show in like 24 hours. And I'm standing there with my papers and my ink saying, what? And Lilith says, you feel all kinds of things, but you haven't felt rage yet. Oh, so she came through me, fired me up with rage, and I instantly transmuted it to the page, the art. And, and I haven't looked back. Uh, it was the beginning of my uh, exploration of who is Lilith anyway? Well, who knows? The astrologers know. The astrologers are, are the great mythologists of our time, I believe, because they're, they want to know what all these archetypes in the sky mean. So I, and how did I become an astrologer? People said, I want you to read my chart. <laughs> so, so Lilith and I started reading their charts. And there are three Lilith that I read. And I began to work with my clients, that's where we would start because we would get so much information and we would know it would be like a map. This is where we're going. This is the work you need to do. This is how I can help. So Lilith, yes, she is, she is, she is so much coming back. It's like she's leading the charge of the return of the feminine. And so she is just going from woman to woman to woman saying, remember, remember, that's it. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's so interesting to me because I, and I know you've mentioned Lilith in your most recent Facebook lives um, mm -hmm. and it, it really got my attention, but I wasn't sure why at first. Um, but now that I'm hearing you sort of explain it a little more, you're like describing what I've been feeling as someone mm -hmm. who's stepping into perimenopause and really just taking my first step into the transition uh, yeah. or this life transition. And um, I have been feeling these waves of rage and I mm -hmm. don't really have uh, an immediate besides the, maybe some of the obvious things in the world, but in the moment, it doesn't feel like there's anything immediately around me that has caused it. It just comes in like a wave and it's, it's a kind of rage that um, is very powerful and I really have to move through it. Um, mm -hmm. But it's new for me. And I thought, what is that? You know, is this some kind of 
Mm. Is it part of the, the transition into menopause? You know, I, I had some Mm. dreaming communication with my grandmother who passed when I was nine. And in the dream, we had a conversation about this shift in my life because my dreams are just so palpable Mm. and and lucid. And one of the Mm. things that I took from the dream that she shared with me is that she said, Diana, sometimes this can feel really dark and you just have to kind of hold mm. yourself and, and remember um, to keep moving and it's okay. So I'm just thinking of all those connections there when it comes to Lilith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there's, um, there are a lot of misconceptions about Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that anytime something has been suppressed, repressed, uh, the thing that blows the lid off is rage. It feel, we, we identify it as rage. Um, and a lot of us have not been taught, most of us have not been taught that our anger or our rage is righteous and appropriate. It's considered highly inappropriate um, and, and very disturbing to the people around us, especially the male people, but anyone who can't handle strong emotion. And it's frightening to us from, from, you know, a feeling that's going in. And so it often comes out sideways. Uh, And that can be extremely terrifying. I used to literally lose my mind. I would, the rage would emerge and I would just kind of like come back to myself and not know what I had said, who I had said it to, what I had done. I would lose consciousness with rage. And so that is completely unhealthy. So our our first thing is to make friends of rage, to recognize it is one of our authentic and necessary emotions, rage, anger, all of its um, permutations on the scale of the unacceptable emotions. And to develop skill around it. Mm-hmm. and to let it flow through. And we can transmute it so many ways. Uh, the most, one of the most basic, of course, is to, to go out, move our bodies, you know, hit something that has permission to be hit. Punching bag, I know people who literally bought a punching bag on Craigslist <laughs> to deal with their rage. Um, to, uh, and another way to deal with rage is orgasm. We can transmute that to sexual energy. Um, We can transmute it to voice. Uh, It can hurt our physical bodies. So we need to know how to channel it without hurting ourselves. But we'll recover even if we do. Mm -hmm. And that's an interesting point. There are people who do literally hurt themselves. Depression, cutting, self-destruction, addiction. These are all ways of dealing with rage that is so unacceptable, all of the feelings that are unacceptable. Mm -hmm. And so when it can come up and out, uh, and especially when we have the support of archetypes or of circle, women need a circle of women to rage with. Mm light that fire, dance, scream, holler, sing, move that energy 
feminine rage is not for men's ears, especially not the men with what we love. Mm -hmm. We need to process it out and then titrate it, um, you know, kind of bring it, bring it into what is this really about? What is the issue beneath this? Now let us logically deal with the issue, mm-hmm. not just blow, you know, singe the hair off this person's body with my rage. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's important. It's important to have yeah. that. Um, we need a cauldron and the cauldron is a circle of women, not the, the p- intimate people in our household, our children, our husbands, our, right. our relatives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, it feels to me just as a little baby in the beginning of, <laughs> of the menopausal shift, I feel like I have 10 years to go, you know, mm-hmm. um, there is a sense of all of those emotions and sensations that arise um, that are all connected to the womb, obviously, as this shift is mm-hmm. happening energetically and physically, that it is it seems like a process of reclaiming anything that you may mm. have or reclaiming your, you know, divine feminine, but also releasing anything you may have been suppressing like all at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the womb is designed for carrying. Uh-huh. And yeah. so <laughs> when we suppress anything, we, we, we stuff it into our wombs. In fact, I believe uh, what, what seems true to me is that patriarchy has used our wombs, used our wombs to make babies and used our wombs to carry the work of upholding patriarchy. So this, this can get to feel really esoteric in some ways, but it is. It is. It's deep mystery that we need to remember how to do because we're designed for this. We are designed to carry, but we are not designed to keep it and hold it and sacrifice ourselves. Uh, how many women wind up getting to this phase of life where you are, where I am, and the only solution is hysterectomy. Uh, they've carried so much from generations, from what's been stuffed in their lives, that they ultimately have to surgically remove their wounds. It's the only way to cleanse it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have no judgment for women who reach that point. Uh, in fact, I teach them. I have many clients who uh, have had hysterectomy. And so I teach them the healing power of their energetic womb. The, they, they can take the physical organ, the muscle. They cannot take the womb. The womb is eternal. And so we work. We work with what, what made that necessary? What are you still carrying? that did not get taken out with the damaged organ or the cancer or whatever it turned into. So we, 
I teach how to keep that womb energy clear. We do the healing work and then they learn how to do it on themselves and how to tune it up. So uh, we are carrying what has been put inside of us by all of our lovers, by our mothers, by our grandmothers, by our ancestors, sometimes past lives. It's all in there. And all we know, have known how to do is stuff it. Menstruation for younger women helps clear it. However, most of us have a really poor relationship with our moon blood. Mm-hmm. It's, and so we are also stuffing that. Um, orgasm can clear it. Uh, these, these are natural ways of maintaining womb energetic hygiene. But we have terrible um, dysfunctional uh, damage around our sexuality and around orgasm uh, in varying degrees, everything from religious upbringing, slut shaming to out and out abuse and trauma. So all of the natural ways that we are designed to move this energy for the good of all and to maintain our own strength and and health and well-being without sacrificing ourselves, it's all been forgotten. So there's a lot of work to do to remember that. And so I feel like what you're talking about now, like the carrying part is, or could be, or is connected to that sensation that many women get, including myself, when you're working in a circle or in a group, or there's um, Mm -hmm. something that goes out an event that um, is on the topic of womb healing, you kind of mm. cringe back in your seat and kind of tighten a little bit. <laughs> There's this, yeah. this comfort that comes up. Um, and listening to you talk makes me wonder if, you know, that discomfort you feel is simply because you inherently know you know, there, there's these things that you're carrying and they're, they're not necessarily comfortable to tap into. It could be. I, I could ask you to tell me a little bit more. I was wondering when you talked about rage, where do you feel it? Does, does it feel like it emanates from your womb? It or does. can it be? It does. It does. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. rises up and I'm like, oh my goodness, what do I do mm-hmm. with you? Um, yeah. So uh, that's, I've been hearing that a lot lately, that women are being called forth often by Lilith, their Lilith experience. And when I say, we'll go to your womb and we'll take a look at what's going on, they're like, so, all right, here's what I think it is. First, at its root, we have learned it's the feminine wound. You are less than because you were born woman. You were born without penis, born with womb, and that is an, uh, it is a thing that is unconscious self-hatred and self-loathing. It shows up because we hate our moon blood. We feel shame. We feel, we feel shame around femininity. Uh, and we know we're not supposed to, especially those of us who've been on a path of working with the feminine and working with power, working with our witchiness, our goddess, we know we're not supposed to feel that way. 
So we feel shame for feeling the shame. <laughs> it's like, and so, yeah, it's going to show up as it has no place to go except into the uncomfortable spaces. Uh, it triggers things in our minds that are very uncomfortable. A physical reaction that can feel like first day of the period, perimenopause, a hormone surge that is not comfortable, a headache, nausea. Uh, I think it's rooted in an unconscious, I hope unconscious, self-loathing yeah um, so do you think that in doing this womb work as you described or how you work with your clients that they discover lessening of some of these physical symptoms that that they get with menopause or menstrual cycle does that come up at all it does uh they the symptoms may relieve mm -hmm. uh a lot of times it is simply this awareness or experience of truth. Uh, I take most of my clients through a process called womb clearing, which uh, just goes right in and digs up all that stuff. And we don't even have to know what it is. We do not take inventory of the stuff that's, that's crammed into your womb. That would be completely inappropriate and we couldn't do it anyway. Most of it's not even yours, but we do the clearing and sometimes specific things come up. There may have been a birth trauma or a memory that is, is conscious or bubbles up to consciousness, but mostly it's just profound relief and release. And once we have that, once we recognize the power and the pleasure and the clearing, and we've got some new skills and new tools, then any symptoms that happen, we can just simply sit with the symptom and say, what is this telling me? Um, how do I go deeper into what is beneath this? Uh, it doesn't always need to go away uh, until it's revealed its secrets. And for, for women who are like not sleeping or the night sweats are horrible or the imbalance or the vaginal dryness, who are really, really struggling, um, I make referrals to people who know herbs, who can talk to them intelligently about hormones, who... Um, I am not against, I am, let me rephrase this. I am all for exploring what will make you feel better. Uh, I have been fortunate in my menopause. I haven't needed a whole lot. Um, mm -hmm. part, partly, I think I had lots of extra estrogen because I was 40 pounds overweight. I've lost 40 pounds and I'm having a little more trouble now. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah, I'll take yeah. the I'll take it. I'll take what I got. I like what I got. <laughs> so did that give you an insight into your question? It did. Yeah, it makes, it makes a lot of sense that there would be some relief there. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, when we hold anything in the body that it can uh, manifest as physical symptoms. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, but another thing I wanted to bring up is um, as I'm starting to move through this transition, it's interesting, a lot of women around me are just coming to talk to me about it. Um, mm -hmm. And they, it seems like they don't really have anyone even to talk to mm -hmm. about, you know, how they're feeling, what their symptoms are, how it sort of comes and goes, everything's so unpredictable, even their family members or their mothers and their sisters just it isn't part of an open conversation. Um, and I've just been sort of wondering um, how to, you know, support more of, more support for women like me who are feeling a little lost in the beginning of this transition, like, oh my goodness, my body's changing so much, you know, how do I handle this? And this is one of the reasons I reached out to you to, to just bring your wisdom into the conversation too. But um, it's pretty hard, I think, for all of us to feel isolated when you feel like you're suffering, when you don't really understand yeah. the changes that you're going through. And um, you may not have access to a naturopathic doctor, a clinical herbalist who's formulating specific things for your body. Um, so, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I have yeah. a question. I just like wanted to bring I'm this up because it's important. Yeah. I'm listening here and saying, all right, you are asking a question for which I am and one of the answers. That's, <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. yeah so uh, <laughs> what I'm thinking of is that I must teach more women about womb centering, mm -hmm. about the energetics, mm -hmm. uh, how to feel comfortable talking, how to feel comfortable being resourceful and having resourceful conversations. Uh, getting together to complain uh, is, it, it's a nice first, first cup of tea or first glass of wine, but after that you want to be, know how to be more resourceful. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, I know that nature has given us a lot that there are herbs and tinctures and even stones and minerals that uh, and spells. <laughs> there, there are all kinds of ways we can work with the energies. And I think one of the big ones is respecting ourselves, loving ourselves, not judging ourselves. A world that says, okay, let, let's just imagine um, Many of the women who are feeling what you describe, they're at the height. They're uh, the height of their need to be present in the world. Their career is at a certain place. Their children are in a certain place. Their relationship is in a certain place. Uh, their parents are in a certain place. Show up and serve, show up and achieve, and don't let anybody see you sweat, literally. <laughs> if mm -hmm. you're, um, in other words, show up like a man, even though you are experiencing this extraordinary feminine power shifting through you without any guidance. Mm -hmm. This is toxic. And so we absolutely 
need to teach women to tap into the power of that and to take exquisite care of themselves in the middle of it. Uh, we absolutely, we, the, the great work is to let women know it is not merely okay, but necessary to roll with what you're feeling and do not make it a requirement that you push through it or suppress it or it's not something bad that you need to make go away. Mm -hmm. So that, what does that require other than a complete reordering of the society around the needs of women? <laughs> it's not a tall order at all. <laughs> um, Long overdue. Yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, on a more practical level, what does that look like? Well, that can look like someone like me training women so that when they create circles in their communities or they can put up a, a website or a, a shingle and say, come and talk to me about your menopause issues, they can at least, you've got the energetic grounding where you're, you feel confident that you've got something to offer the women who do come. Um, yeah. They're just, we, we, we just, in some ways we are doing this, we are absolutely remembering, we are reinventing and recreating <laughs> and remembering something that our ancestors knew how to do. And so we just, we just have to do it. We have to do the best we can and find our way forward. So I have something to offer right now. I teach someone like you, the, the generation after me, and you take it to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. And then you teach other people and they take it to a whole new level. And that could very well be the answer to what ails our society in Absolutely. three generations or less. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's it. We, uh, if the, if the immediate relief is I have no one to talk to, um, then we create spaces for people to talk. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what to talk about that's helpful. Well, we teach them the, the basics womb centering, teach them not to be afraid of the womb, teach them to go there, to recognize that the womb is not this filthy, dirty, dangerous, lower chakra space. You started, you started asking about Lilith. Lilith is fertility. She was first woman made of compost. She, uh, when I did some recent work on her, I got some new insights that I hadn't really uh, gathered consciously. She helped make the mythical Garden of Eden. And she was so fertile and so much the agricultural, ancient agricultural goddess that it was easy for her to grow things. Beauty, flowers, fruits, seeds everything just grew in her presence. And when the patriarchy wanted to suppress her and make her subject 
to the masculine, to the male God and the male human, she left. She took her fertility and went away into some far away, some say the desert. And then it became hard work. We had to work hard for our food. We had to work hard to bear children. There was pain and sweat and suffering. So I think what Lilith coming back into our lives can do is show us how to tap into the power of the womb, that natural fertility, that sense of thriving is easy. Feeding ourselves is easy and pleasurable. We do not have to struggle so hard. We do have to work with the cycles, work with the flow, work with our power, which is so different from masculine power and the structural institutional power of patriarchy. So I kind of backed up there to kind of give us a roadmap of how Lilith can help and why learning to love our wombs and know how to work with our womb energy will help us go forward. This is so incredible. Carla, thank you so much for this. <laughs> thank it's you for just, asking. <laughs> and it's really important for me to connect with you. I mean, I just want to take a moment to tell everyone who's listening to like, please go check out Carla's Facebook um, group where you, which one do you post your Facebook live videos in? Uh, I post them. Well, womb wisdom portal okay. is kind of like my courtyard for the temple. It's where okay. people can do, I do live streams and challenges and free classes in there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Okay. Good. And people can come with their questions and share. There are a lot of wise women in that group. I'm not the only one. There sure is. Yeah, I, I do um, pay attention to that group and listen to your lives quite regularly while I'm working at my desk mm. and getting things done. It's very soothing, first of all, to mm. listen to your wisdom as, you know, I'm, you know, just a 37 young woman here. Um, yeah. And also, you know, bringing in the astrology and the goddess work is so, and interestingly enough, at this point, um, when you come on and talk about which certain goddesses I'm, I've sort of already channeled into that goddess without having like the, mm -hmm. the education and the history, the background of the particular goddess, but there you are talking about that goddess. And I oh. find that to be really exciting. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. Yeah. So I feel like you're able to tap into definitely this collective kind of feminine mm -hmm. uh, wisdom, which is why I really appreciate your work so much. Um, I think what you're describing mm -hmm. is that when the aspects are happening in the sky above us with particular goddesses and um, points, it is dropping down into our minds and our bodies and our energy field. Mm -hmm. And our unconscious is waking up and saying, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. And then... I come on and it makes me sound really smart, but I'm just tapping into what y'all are tapping into. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to listen to. Yeah. You. So I, I know that you've offered um, different courses and um, all kinds of different amazing opportunities and astrology readings. 
Um, are you offering anything right now for people? If they're interested in looking you up, they could go to your website. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I do. I, here is what is birthing through me in 2020. Uh, if you go to my website, cosmiccrone.com, you will see on the homepage, scroll down, you will see an announcement about the School of Womb Wisdom. And so this is a, I think it may still be gestating. I think it was conceived this summer. And it's, uh, it is really a way of organizing the work from the simplest, uh, you know, a few times I, I offer standalone astrology readings for people who just want to say, what is she talking about? I want that kind of reading. What do the goddesses say about me? Um, so I do a few of those a month. I, have, I, I go deeper and do the astrology reading and then tap into the womb in a two-week intensive called Desire and Destiny. And then I've been doing some teaching around sex magic, like a quick four-week program um, that I, I do. I run it. I guess it works best to run it every couple of months and take a breather in between. And then I do sex after menopause, which has been astounding. Um, it started out, like I said, at the beginning of this conversation with women saying, my sex drive has gone south since menopause, or, you know, it's something physical and something, uh, I just can't stand my husband right now. And yet I know I still love him. What's going on? <laughs> and then we, what happened was all of these women, we went into their wombs. The minute they opened up the container, they tapped into power. It went so much deeper than I dreamed possible. And it's like, I'm not even sure what it is anymore. Uh, so sex after menopause becomes all about tapping into your divine feminine power at your queen empress crone stage of life. Women of between 45 and 65 have been showing up for that. Oh, wonderful. And then I have something that is birthing womb priestess initiation. Oh, wow. And a couple of other pro programs. I don't even know if I can tell you the name of it. I think it's <laughs> mm -hmm. called Desire. It's like the first phase of womb priestess initiation is wow. desire. Wow. So I have a lot and it's all just like, it's like a big, it's like a big, it's like a big cauldron. Yeah. What would you like? Let's ladle that up for you. <laughs> what do you Perfect. need? What are you ready for? <laughs> yeah. It's incredibly mm -hmm. powerful work you do, Carla. Thank you for asking. It yeah. it's, it helps to, it's good to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of women to tune into this and just hear you and connect with you and, and all the ways that you offer online and um, check you out on your website and everything. So we will unfortunately wrap it up now. It's been so amazing, this conversation. I feel like we could talk for a while, um, but everything you've said is so potent um, and, mm -hmm. and full of support and guidance for everyone listening, including myself. So I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you. And like really moving the movement to sort of reclaim 
and work with and and transmute this power that we have and in a healthy and and beautiful way i want to encourage women to not give up hope you do contain within you the power to change this world no matter what what appears to be going on out there mm -hmm. i agree absolutely and it doesn't have to hurt it doesn't have to make you tired it's just the opposite Mm -hmm. that's so important ah, yeah yes yeah. Ah, thank you so much carla so i will put all your information and links and websites in the show notes so people can okay. find you and read more about you and look at your absolutely stunning website and all the things you do so thank you so much carla thank you diana Lots it's of a love. pleasure to be with you always such a pleasure everyone thank you so much for tuning into the dreaming in the hollow podcast i hope you enjoyed this amazing episode learn more about me and what i do here at mountainhollowmedicinals.com and check out my apothecary web shop where you can find incredible healing products and tools to support your own healing journey but you can follow me on instagram at Mountain Hollow Medicinals and keep in touch with me. And please check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mountain hollow. Every Patreon subscriber starting at the $2 a month level has access to all of the many gifts, um, exclusive gifts from the podcast guests along with monthly tarot readings um, and any additional offerings and gifts I have to give you. And you also have access to all of the past workshops that have previously happened in the yurt space when it was open before this pandemic we are now in. So there is an array of alternative wellness and complementary medicinal courses on our Patreon page. Please check it out and you would be supporting the podcast as a Patreon supporter and my small business, which I run by myself as a mother of two here at home as my husband works full time and I continue to work in my community and offer as much access as I can to education on wellness. Thank you all so much, and I look forward to next time.